welcome back to another episode of Quick Bits. And in this episode, I'm probably going to keep it short. And but I've got, I want to talk to you about servants and serving. Being a servant can be a rewarding thing uh, for yourself and for others. It can be a blessing to others, and it just feels good to actually help uh, other people out. So I have an article here I thought that I thought was very interesting, um, kind of, I guess, uh, helpful, and this being a servant. So this article is from NPR, and it's about a college student and where she has autism, and she's a non-speaking uh, autistic person and became the Valerie, Valerie, the, I can't even say the word, the... Um, valedictorian boy Heidi I don't know why that's so hard the valedictorian of her college so uh, the article is called a non-speaking valedictorian with autism gives her college's commencement speech so which is pretty cool because she doesn't speak so how does she do it um, I'm not gonna read the whole article but basically what she done was she used um, a language speaking technology and, and it's she typed it out and she and it spoke for her for for her, I'm just going to read part of this article. Um, it's not a very long article if you want to look it up, um, but I thought it was pretty cool uh, that she was able to do this. So she didn't say. So this article says she didn't say a word, and that only made her message resonate more powerfully. Valedictorian Elizabeth Bonker, I think I say her last name, recently delivered the commencement speech at Rollins College in Florida, urging her classmates to serve others and embrace the power of sharing. It's pretty good. Bonker, who is affected by non-speaking autism, has ha, hasn't spoken since she was 15 months old. Wow! But thanks to an accepting attitude from her peers and teachers, and help from technology, she has overcome many challenges and graduated at the top of her class at the Orlando area school. That's pretty amazing. And she says here in quotes, "God gave you a voice. Use it." Bonker told her fellow graduates. And no, the irony of a non-speaking autistic, autistic encouraging to use your words is not lost on me. Because if you can see the worth in me, then you can see the worth in everyone you meet. And that's pretty good. I think we're too quick um, to judge people when we when we see them. We're too busy looking on the outward person part and not looking at the heart like as God does to us. Because imagine what those people looking at us think, you know. May first see us, meet us, and they're looking on the outside and not looking on the inside, looking at the heart. And so I just wanted to just I want to skim through it. Just I like this part here um, where she says, we are all called to serve as an everyday act of humility, as a habit of mind, she said, to see the worth in every person we serve. And we have plenty of examples of servants in the Bible of ones who have served God and others and and how God blessed them and and just how great that was. So let's start it off um, serving God. So in 1 Kings 18.36, it says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day thou, that thou art God in Israel, 
and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. So he was obedient. He was serving the Lord. Whatever God told him to do, that's what he did. And he didn't murmur. He didn't backbite. He didn't complain about it. He just done what he was asked to do, what he was told to do. And then the Lord blessed him because of that. And he let him know that, hey, I, I am your servant. I am serving you and no other. Made that a, made that a point. Um, it's going to take me a minute to flip through these, so bear with me. And First uh, Chronicles 6.49. See if I can't find that in a timely manner. Oh, I'm almost close. Man, that was pretty good. Six, <coughs> six, 6.49 says, But Aaron and his sons offered upon the altar of the burnt offering and on the altar of incense and were appointed... For all the work of the place most holy, and to make an atonement for Israel according to all that Moses, the servant of God, had commanded. So there were people serving, serving others other than God, and and Moses was a servant of God. So everybody was in line there doing what they were told. And what's crazy about it, it says um, they were appointed uh, for the work of the place most holy. That's pretty amazing that they were, because they were a servant, they got to be put in a in a pretty awesome place. They were they were serving, or appointed to the place most holy, holy to God. That's pretty awesome, and that's what happens when you just serve and serve God and serve others. The blessings that you can get from the Lord. All right, see if we can't move this on a little further. Let's go to Daniel. Where is Daniel? Daniel is a little further back. Let's see. Where are you, Daniel? Uh, I think I went a little too far. Too far. Or maybe not far enough. I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> when are we not? Okay, here I am. Finally in Daniel. Daniel 3.26. I guess I should have said that from the beginning. Daniel three. 26. That probably would help, eh? 326 says, Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. Man, they were in the, in the furnace walking around hanging out like it was no big deal. And, and Nebuchadnezzar saw this and was like amazed. See what happens when you serve God and not, you know, and not listen to the evil one, to Satan and what he's trying to serve in him, what God can do for you. I mean, they were untouched. Their clothes weren't even touched. They didn't even smell like smoke. They even got their walk with the Lord in there. See, when you serve the most high God, Truly serve him with your heart, not just because of you're afraid what he can do to you, but because you love him as he loves us. And the amazing things that he can do for you. Um, and that's also, look at 620. 620 says, And when it came, and when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king, king spake and said, Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lions? And of course we all know what happened. Yes. But did you catch what he said? He said the living God. Daniel's servant 
servant of the living God. That means our God is real, is alive and well. And he protected him from the lions. But that was pretty amazing. Just went in there and just laid down on the lions. God protected him from that. And then let's look at Acts 27-23. All right. Acts. Acts 27-23. Come on. I got this new Bible, and still the pages are still pretty, pretty sticky. 27. Let's see. 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. I'll let you know that for servant of God, servant of God, he is with us and he'll protect us, keep us. And let's look at um, Romans 1 9. There's a bunch of these. I'm not going to do all of them, but I think. This probably gets to the point. Let's do one more. Romans 1 9. Romans. Romans. Not far enough. Ah, here we go. Romans 1 9. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit and the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Serve with my spirit. Christ dwells within us. <clears throat> That's amazing. That that he's he's always there, and that and if we serve him and and truly serve him with our hearts, like I said, the amazing things that he can and do for us. Now, uh, serving Christ and the examples there. Um, this is pretty short. Um, let's go to John twelve twenty six. It's not too far back. John twelve. 12:26 says if any man serve me let him follow me and where i am there shall also my servant be if any man serve me him will my father honor that's pretty cool um first um corinthians 7:22 first corinthians 7 boy i'm hitting right on it almost man i'm one page off it's amazing uh, let's see, make sure I'm in the right chapter. Okay. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is a Lord's freeman. <clears throat> Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. I mean, he makes us free from the bonds and the chains of Satan. We no longer serve him anymore. Christ, when he, we accepted Christ as our personal savior, savior, he set us free from those chains and bonds. He defeated death for us so we are so now we are made free we are freemen so that's pretty cool that christ w was willing and able to do that knowing how evil and wicked that we are and that we do things that he was still willing to do that die on the cross for you and then be buried and then rose three days later from the grave and is alive and well and that he was willing to do that and as long as we serve him we are free, and we are free. Um, ooh, let's go to Ephesians six six. Let's see if we can get blessed on that. Ah, oh, so close. Six Ephesians six six says, "Not with eye service, as man's as man pleasers, but as a servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart." See, it comes from the heart, and God can change the heart, 
and turn that as he pleases. And, and that servant service comes from the heart. That love, that love he has done for us and that sacrifice he made for us comes from the heart. And then let's do uh, Philippians 1.1. 1, 1. Um, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons. He said the servants of Jesus Christ. They're letting you know that they are. And let's go over one more. Colossians 3.24. Colossians 3.24. What does that say? Knowing that of the Lord, ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Right there, we are inheritance of the kingdom of heaven, the Lord. And then, we, and then you know, like I said, we have examples. And Christ was the, was the, was the main example of how to serve others. You know, he showed us how. And so in Matthew twenty twenty eight, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Man, like I said earlier, what he done for us on the cross. Um, Luke twenty two twenty seven. For whether is greater he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth, is not he that sitteth at meat but I am among you as he that serveth. And let's see, we got a couple more here. Um, John thirteen four. He rises from this from the from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. That's John thirteen four and John thirteen five. After that he poured the water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. And to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. I mean that right there. I mean when they'd come into the house, there was always somebody to clean their feet. Well, after they got done doing whatever they was doing, I mean Christ automatically done it to them. I mean that's amazing that our Lord and Savior, Son of God, God Himself, come in flesh form as a servant, and He was down on His hands and knees. Wiping his, his his disciples' feet. Man, that's pretty amazing. And then Philippians 2, 7. But made himself of no rep- reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. I think that's um, pretty amazing right there what God can do if we all would just serve one another, to help one another. Out of that uh, that loving and kind heart, that humbles humbleness, to humble ourselves, not out of fear or anger, but because the love of Christ, the love of God, and what He's done for us. I think it's a beautiful thing, and if we would do that to others, how God can bless can bless you. In that, so I am going to just leave it there. And so, as always. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ.